Welcome to the Dr. Berg's Healthy Keto and Intermittent Fasting Podcast, where Dr. Berg takes you on the journey for the truth about getting healthy and losing healthy weight. Now, a person with bad breath is usually the last person to know they have bad breath. How do we know that? Because they're usually talking very close to your face without too much awareness on their bad breath. I have some very uh, interesting information that you probably haven't heard before uh, that is very, very important, especially related to breath. You see, just like in my other videos, if you want to know the truth about health, just find out what everyone's recommending and do the opposite, or finding out what they're telling you not to do and do it. And this definitely applies to bad breath. So before I get into that point, I want to first talk about certain foods that um, can cause bad breath. So you have garlic, uh, onions, both of those foods are loaded with sulfur compounds. So eating anything with sulfur can definitely give you a certain odor. So if your spouse or partner eats anything with, with garlic or onions, Unless you're eating things with garlic and onions, it's going to be pretty unpleasant. And then you have cheese. There's all sorts of stinky cheese, Limburger cheese, for example, or blue cheese, which has mold in it, will all contribute to some pretty um, nasty breath. But when you ask someone, like when I asked my father, why do you eat Limburger cheese? It smells so bad. Um, apparently, it doesn't taste bad. It just smells bad. So I first want to talk about some real simple things you can do to counter your bad breath if you've eaten foods with garlic, onion, cheese, etc. One thing that works really good to counter the bad breath is green tea. You can use it as a mouthwash. You can drink it. It seems to counter the sulfur compounds in certain foods. Now, the other thing that's really good, organic parsley and mint or peppermint. And then when you have garlic or onions, just take a little bit out of your refrigerator and chew on it. It completely neutralizes the bad taste and the smell that you would get from eating those foods. Now, another type of toothpaste that I like to recommend, especially if someone has bad breath, is toothpaste with clove. And there's all different combinations with, with clove, with cardamom. They're really, really good to even act as a natural um, antibiotic without killing the good bacteria. Now, this leads me right into a very important topic that... Um, so many people have no idea that's creating a big problem with their breath. And that is using toothpaste with fluoride and using a mouthwash with alcohol. You see, there's something um, that is either not understood that's missing in the area of oral health, which is this. In your mouth, you have hundreds of different species of microbes growing Okay, in your mouth. And as far as the quantity, we're talking about hundreds of billions of microbes. Now we want them mostly friendly, but you have two different groups. You have the unfriendly ones and you have the friendly ones. So when you talk about fluoride in your toothpaste, right? That kills the germs that might cause plaque that can then cause bad breath. Or when you're talking about mouthwash that kills the germs that cause bad breath. What about the good germs that prevent bad breath? It's not that you just have these bad germs in your mouth that are causing bad breath, and then you can sterilize your mouth and everything's better. That's the same logic as taking an antibiotic, thinking that you're killing off the infection when you're in fact killing off all of the microbes that are supposed to protect you against infections. 
And this reasoning has led to antibiotic resistance, a massive amount of overgrowth of unfriendly bacteria and yeast, and an overgrowth of candida, oral thrush, or white tongue, where you have too much um, unfriendly yeast that is giving you some pretty bad breath. So fluoride and chloride in your water combined, as you're brushing your teeth and getting this water in your mouth, is basically killing both the good and bad bacteria. So it might give you a nice breath initially, but then it ends up being bad breath. So I would recommend getting toothpaste without the fluoride. I would recommend also getting a water filter. And I would definitely avoid the mouthwashes with alcohol because alcohol kills microbes. I mean, think about a sanitizer with uh, rubbing alcohol that's supposed to kill viruses and bacteria. What do you think it's doing to your friendly bacteria? Now, there's some other things you can do as well. You can actually get some gum with xylitol. Xylitol is a sugar alcohol that is very selective in what it kills off. It won't kill off the good bacteria. It only apparently kills off certain bad bacteria that cause plaque. The bad bacteria that causes plaque apparently gives off a certain gas that is kind of stinky. So that would be one thing you can do. Another thing to do as a natural deodorizer is to consume things with chlorophyll. Now, what would that be? That would be all the green stuff in plants, as in vegetables, okay? I think one of the best sources of chlorophyll would be the um, wheatgrass juice powder. That stuff has some serious chlorophyll and it's a great deodorizer, uh, not just for your mouth, but internally, okay? All the organs, including the intestine. All right, the next point I wanna bring up is uh, coffee and coffee breath. That can be quite nasty. Now that's because the sulfur compounds in coffee beans, as well as certain acids that occur in the coffee bean, including tannins, which can really dry out your mouth and affect your, the microbiome in your mouth. So of course, with coffee breath, you wanna brush your teeth with some really good toothpaste that has clove and it doesn't have fluoride, but chewing parsley and mint is also a really good thing. All right, I already mentioned a little bit about alcohol, but it's not just the alcohol mouthwash, it's also the alcohol in alcohol beverages. So if you drink alcohol every so often, just make sure that you don't consume more than a six pack a night and you want to take a natural probiotic. And I'm mainly talking about like fermented vegetables and sauerkraut, kimchi, uh, things like that to reestablish these microbes. All right. The next point I want to bring up, and this is probably the number one source of bad breath, that would be sugar. Sugar feeds unfriendly microbes. It feeds yeast which is a type of candida. And so that's its primary fuel. If you want to starve off these unfriendly microbes, very simple, just avoid sugar. That's called the ketogenic diet. So again, these microbes uh, give off a smelly gas and they produce bad breath. They also make acids that can put holes in your bones. And I'm talking about your teeth as in cavities. And the average teenager is consuming at least 18 teaspoons of sugar. And that's just added. That's not part of the normal carbohydrates that they're consuming. So you can imagine how much bad bacteria that's being generated. Now, the next point I want to bring up is the fact that your mouth is part of an entire system called the digestive system. So when you focus on one little part of this whole system, 
and neglect the other parts, you're not going to ever fix bad breath. So many people have bad breath because of a lower digestive system problem, either in the stomach, the small intestine, or the large intestine. So this is why if you have weak stomach acid or you don't have enough acidity in your stomach, you're not going to get the proper digestion. And that alone can create gas that can come up through your breath. And that occurs from just having incomplete digestion. So this is why apple cider vinegar on a regular basis. This is why taking betaine hydrochloride after a meal, which is a natural acidifier, is really good for bad breath. And also it prevents something called SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. Normally, the bacteria should be in the large intestine, not so much in the small intestine. I mean, there's a little bit in there, but there shouldn't be a lot. When you get too much bacteria, and I'm even talking about the good bacteria in the wrong place, you're going to have SIBO. And what happens is these microbes compete for your nutrients. And they also create a lot of gas and they create a lot of bad breath and overgrowth of unfriendly microbes. And this can definitely create not just bloating, but it also can create some bad breath. Now, the thing you need to know about this is that if you consume probiotics and fiber, okay, and salads, and you feel worse, you have a lot of distension, that can mean that you have SIBO, in which case you should stop eating those things and go carnivore for a little while because to kill these microbes, you have to not feed them anymore. And you'd want to take things like betaine hydrochloride and you'd want to do fasting to allow the digestive system to reset. And you might want to take a natural um, antibiotic like oregano, for example. So the reason I want to bring this up is because the recommendation of taking probiotics and fiber might be conflicting if you have SIBO. So one of the key ways that you know is with bloating and distension if you have too much fiber or probiotics. But most of the population is gonna benefit from probiotics and more vegetables and things like that. But if you don't, then suspect SIBO. But at this point, probably the most important thing to study next is my video on digestion. If you haven't seen this, I think you're gonna really like it. Check it out. Hey guys, I just wanna let you know I have my new keto course just came out. It's a mini course. It covers all the basics and how to do it correctly. You can get through this in probably 20 minutes at the very most. So if you're interested, click the link below and get signed up now.